Hey, it's nine minutes past five o'clock, and it's time for The Drive at Five. These are the stories driving headlines on this 14th day of March. Russia pounds Ukraine at the same time that the fourth rounds of talks were going on. Russian President Vladimir Putin's forces continued to hit not only Kiev, the capital city of Ukraine, but other cities across the country as representatives from both sides met for a fourth round of talks since the invasion started just about three weeks ago. Russian as well as Ukrainian negotiators meeting Monday before taking what they called a technical pause. They'll get together again tomorrow, according to an advisor for the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, who was sending out that news via Twitter. Meanwhile, a convoy of 160 civilian cars was able to get out of the port city of Mariupol following a designated humanitarian route that was set up. City Council in Mariupol It was the one that tweeted that out and sent out that information. Another key development today, Beijing getting involved, pushing back on some reports that Russia had asked China for military equipment and other support following the start of the invasion of Ukraine, saying the U.S. has been spreading disinformation and this is very dangerous. So Beijing bringing the United States into the conversation. They went on to say this is a Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson saying we need to advance a diplomatic solution of the situation instead of further escalating the situation. Now, the fighting continued to intensify across Ukraine. Three American officials said on Sunday the U.S. government had reason to believe that Russia had asked China for help. News of those requests came amid intensifying Russian bombing of Ukrainian cities as well as residential areas. It definitely was a key topic of discussion between President Biden's National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan and China's senior diplomat during an intense seven-hour discussion. That happened happened in Rome today. The fact that the sides are talking directly, Ukraine and Russia, the fact that the U.S. is talking to China and trying to do some of those sorts of things, other countries like Israel, other countries like India, they have been involved in trying to get some peace talks going. And I think at this point, for everybody all around the world, they hope that something fruitful comes from those negotiations as this conflict now is nearing its third week. Russia's finances. Well, a lot of people have said, do these sanctions work? Do they not work? How well do they work? What really is going on? Well, Russia has sent the clearest signal yet that it is soon to default. The first time that it failed to meet its foreign debt obligations since the Bolshevik Revolution more than a century ago. Half the country's foreign reserves, about $315 billion, have been frozen by Western sanctions after the invasion of Ukraine. Now the foreign minister in Russia says that as a result, Moscow will repay creditors from countries that are unfriendly in rubles. Until the sanctions are lifted, he says. Credit rating agencies would like to consider Russia to be in default if Moscow misses payments or repays debt issued in dollars or euros with other countries such as the ruble or China's currency. Default could drive new remaining foreign investors out of Russia and further isolate the country's crumbling economy. This is another one of those signs. Sometimes in these very difficult situations, you have to look at the very broad picture in terms of how well are those things working. Does this say that sanctions are working? 
not in and of itself, but if you couple this with other things that are out there, there clearly is some impact on the Russian currency. If their leadership is saying, hey, we're going to start th- paying things back in rubles, which, by the way, have been devalued more than 50 percent because of these ongoing situations. The ex-Pennsylvania Attorney General Kathleen Kane facing a DUI charge after a crash. She was arrested Saturday in suspicion of driving while intoxicated following a two-vehicle wreck in Scranton. That's according to the superintendent there. The 55-year-old from Scranton was taken into custody, processed, and then released on a general impairment driving under the influence. Formal charges will be filed with the court. That crash happened at the intersection um, in Scranton around 6.30. No injuries were reported. She was convicted back in 2016 on charges related to orchestrating a leak of secret grand jury materials with the effect of smearing somebody who had never been charged with a crime in retaliation against rivals and then lying about the situation under oath. Yet another bad situation for Ms. Kane. You hope that uh, she can get some help when it comes to some of these personal demons like the DUI. And finally, NFL free agency. The Steelers getting set to sign Mitchell Trubinsky. Multiple sources saying the the sides have agreed to a two-year contract with a quarterback that have him challenge Mason Rudolph as a replacement for Ben Roethlisberger. Post-Gazette, one of those reporting. Deal cannot, of course, become official until free agency opens, but that will be Wednesday. Mitchell Trubinsky took the Bears to two different playoff appearances under the former coach Nagy. Now will he be able to do the same thing with the Steelers? Well, if so, he's got to beat out... He's got to beat out a couple of different quarterbacks who are here, including Mason Rudolph, who has the most experience as a starter at quarterback, at least in a Steeler uniform. Trubisky has something like 50 starts in his NFL career. And that is wrapping up today's Drive at 5. I'm Rick Dayton with the stories driving headlines. But we're not done because we've got traffic and we've got news updates and we've got sports for you in the 5 o'clock hour here on KDKA.